Vikings versus Cowboys. But the Cowboys have a lot of memories. Oh, well, there's a lot of history. again this time to preview your minnesota vikings going to dallas the big d actually i think it's arlington to play in jerry's world on sunday night in prime time under the lights but it's indoors on turf which should help <laughs> anyways we're gonna start this show off uh... with how you doing drew you know what, dude? All these years, I thought the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine is the one who made flannel cool, but now I realize it's you, brother. <laughs> it ain't the Rage Against the Machine, cat. It's all you, Stefano. You are, you are one styly-ass yeah, right. It's cold I'm here doing in Colorado. Fine. How you doing? I'm doing good. How's that weather deck doing? <laughs> uh, the cloud deck came down. It got misty. It got, it's nasty. It's in the 30s. It's... Wait. Vikings Chiefs are on. Let me change the channel. I was rewatching it. <laughs> why? I'm doing good. Yeah, why do you just, watch? Do you, do, you, do you rewatch old games that they lose? I, I sometimes I do on the day they lost, so I can kind of look back and see. But it, this just happens to be on. I looked up and okay. yeah, I'm not. You, you, no, didn't, you is, didn't seek it out. You, it was no, you're not a single masochist. I replayed the the couple of the drives there at the end, and it was like, yeah, why we'll look at it again. Put it behind us. We're on to where are we going this week? Big D. Uh, the Big D. Dallas. We're the big must win either way. Now we're now our gotta win this one. We had to we talked about going one and one on the road trip. Yeah. Well, and we oh. went over on the first game, so now we gotta do this one. Ted, how are you doing? Gentlemen, if I was any better, I'd be against the law. What's yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude? Oh, I was gonna have a match ready to light it up. <laughs> that would have been a great prop. Now we're ready to go. Let's go. All right. It is a Sunday night game on NBC. You'll have. Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember who their broadcast crew is. Al uh, Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. And Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth from PFF. Oh, that's right. He owns PFF, doesn't he? He owns P- He's one of the major owners. If he's does he really? Outright. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he bought them or like bought a big chunk of their company a couple of years ago or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Time to put some treble into his voice. Can't stand listening to that guy. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's going to be a challenge for the Vikings, especially coming off that loss against Kansas City. But it's a game that on paper, even though it's close, it's one they can actually go in and win. Question is, will they? Are they in the right mindset? Ted, do you think they're mentally in the game to win this one? No. Why? It's prime time, and it's against good teams. And look, I don't, I don't say that's a joke. I mean, I, 
I kind of do because that's sort of my shtick. I, I make stupid jokes and <clears throat> hopefully laugh. But oh no! <laughs> but like Drew, <clears throat> you put up something the other day, and I, I thought it was very telling of the Mike Zimmer era. Teams the Vikings have beaten and teams they have lost to. They don't beat good teams, and they really don't beat good teams on the road. Rarely. And Dallas, Dallas is a good team, and they are on the road. And, oh, by the way, let's throw in, it's a primetime game. I mean, until they do, they don't. I mean, it, it sounds dumb, but it, it kind of, it's kind of the thing uh, until, for, for now. I mean, it's, that's, it's a cliche, and I think we said on the, on the show, it, yeah, cliches are stupid, but they're also accurate. And this one is accurate. So, until the Vikings beat a good team on the road in prime time, then no, I have no faith that they will beat a good team on the road in prime time. I think they may have once or twice in the Zimmer era, but consistently, not at all. And that, that's what gets so frustrating. It's like the 0 for 13 on grass record. It's just, yeah, come on, guys. What, what is so difficult about this? You know, you grew up playing on grass. Most places, unless you live in the Southwest where they have turf on all the high school fields, you'll mostly play it on, on grass. I, I just don't know. Well, you know, I think part of it is this team is built to play indoors on field turf. I mean, they just, they're, they're kind of a, they're, I don't want to say they're and fast. I don't want to say they're, but, but they rely on, you know, a lot of passing. And I mean, a lot of teams in the NFL do, but, you know, you don't practice that way. You don't. You don't play outside. You just you get used to a certain environment, and the Vikings are used to kind of an indoor controlled climate environment. Well, which luckily down in Texas they'll have. <clears throat> Drew, what do you think? You think mentally they are ready? No, I don't think mentally they're ready. Uh, the Vikings. This is gonna fall. This game's gonna fall just like a lot of the a lot of the past ones have. They seem to me to beat themselves. Uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday. We we're discussing things back and forth, Viking stuff, and he said, "You know, we get close enough, but we just can't win it." And I thought, you know what? They should put that on a big sign outside of the stadium. We get close enough, and we just can't win it. Because we, you know, that game last Sunday. I think we should have won that game. And we have a lot of games like that. And that's when you're mentally tough, when you bear down and you figure out a way to do it. you got to figure out a way to do it. So me right now as a fan, I would say no, because just because of the track record that they haven't done it. That's all I can go by is what I've seen. And I don't – tough, mentally tough? Mentally they're not ready? I don't know. The, we'll say it every week. If the Vikings can cut down on their own self-destruction, I think they can beat anybody. But they can't seem to do that. They make critical mistakes at critical times. And I don't know if they address it. I'm not in the, in the room having the meetings. But it's a lot of the same thing going over and over again. But they're going to have to figure out how to win this game. Because the NFC is brutal. And you go 6-4. Now you're talking. It's 6-4 with the NFC the way it is. Now you're talking about skating the fence to getting in at all. Mm -hmm. So they are going to have to come up with some wrinkles. They're going to have to play very focused with a lot of intensity. 
and the Vikings are going to have to figure out a way to get it done against a team that, granted, they lost to the Jets, but statistically, as I look at these numbers, are really are good. They're a good team. So we'll get into we'll the see. numbers here in just a second. Earlier in the week, Mike Zimmer got on Kirk Cousins for his post-game press conference. He got upset that he gave away too much at the end. And I watched that conference, and you guys may have too, and Kirk Cousins' post-game conferences aren't must-watch TV. They, he gives boring ones for the most part. This is the first I heard of it. What happened? What did he say that Zimmer didn't like? Oh, he was asked about the last <clears throat> few plays and drives, and he went into it and said, oh, I didn't see this or that or just, just BS-type answers. But Mike got upset. And I'm wondering if Mike's doing this to piss him off, you know, that Kirk plays better when he's pissed off. If this is an intentional, because there wasn't anything given, or if this is just Mike being upset because his defense got beat on the week, which is quite possible because we know he gets upset over that. May may I say something about this? Go right ahead. (laughs) Here it comes. Maybe Mike Zimmer should worry about being situationally aware during the game and and running a play after Abdullah was called for got was given a first down when he didn't have it. Maybe Mike Zimmer needs to uh not challenge a PI knowing that it hasn't been overturned all season since the damn deer instituted the rule. And maybe Mike Zimmer just needs to worry about his doing his own job and not about Kirk Cousins boilerplate post-game press conference. Cousins didn't say anything that gave away the farm. Oh, I agree. He didn't. It's just I'm, I was wondering if it was an indicator of Zimmer or an indicator of Zimmer trying to motivate Cousins. Then do it, you know, then do it behind closed doors. There's, you know, Mike Zimmer. High school football? What is this, high school? It's, oh, it well, seemed, we, my high school coaches seemed, never did this. It seemed kind of bush. I mean, it really did. It just, I, I, it was, it was in Zimmer's, I don't know, it was either his post game or, or Monday press conference. And I just, I just kind of thought it was, it was, was Bush League. Yeah, it was his Monday thing. Yeah, because I did his Zim Zoo or whatever. Um, it, it just seemed like Mike Zimmer has better things to do. I mean, in, in terms of talking to the press, then, then rip on his quarterback for not saying anything. I thought, it was, you know, overly, you know, it wasn't Sean Watson breaking down cover one and cover four in his press conference. It was, yeah, we, you know, I, we could have had a couple plays there. We, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Just God, get, get ready for Dallas, man. Just get ready for Dallas and win a big game, Mike. <laughs> Mike. All right. Well, get, ready, get ready and win a big game. There we go. All right. From that. Let's look at the numbers. Drew, what numbers have you? What do you want to know? Up? What are the rankings of the Vikings offense now after that wonderful game last week? The Vikings fell to number eight overall. Still the third, still third in rushing, which we've been since week one. Uh, we're, all, we're the 11th best scoring team, but uh, probably the stat that stands out mostly overall is the Cowboys have the number one, de- number one offense at 436 yards a game. That's going to be our main concern. Uh, the fourth best passing team, the fourth best rushing team was Zeke Elliott. 
Um, they wouldn't seem that. It seemed like the, the Chiefs might have a more high-powered offense, but you know, Dallas, you can't have the number one offense in the league and be a slouch at week 10. You got to have your shit together. So that's probably where the, the game's going to hinge on. We're pretty equal all the way down, all the way down the, uh, the numbers. If you look at them, Vikings are eighth overall in offense and sixth in defense. Cowboys are number one on offense and number seven in defense. So it's pretty much tail the tape all the way down the road. We have 28 sacks. They have 22. We've given up 16. They've given up 10. Dallas does have eight interceptions though. So that's the one stat I think that stood out probably the most was Dak has eight picks. So Dak's thrown eight. Oh, not, they've got eight. They're okay. generating turnovers. All right. Dak, Dak has yeah. thrown eight picks. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, that's pretty high actually in, the, in what you consider Cousins only has three, but that gives us a chance at maybe some interceptions. I mean, he threw one on the first play of the game yesterday. Dallas, or the Monday night game against the Giants, Dallas okay. made mistakes, guys. I don't oh, yeah. want to say we're the only team that we're the only team that makes bonehead miscues. They made a ton of them Monday. Yeah, so, and the Giants were leading early in the first half. We got, we, the, got our, we just got to play a clean game. What was what was the last time the Vikings defense got an interception? Was it Willie Teal back in the eighties? <laughs> I think it forever. Was it Kurt Knopf? <laughs> Kurt Knopf. Hey, I, I knew Kurtnoff, by the way. Yeah, no, I got a, no, along those lines, I was thinking about something. I wanted to run it by you guys. Now, this okay. is when is the last time a friggin' kicker missed against us, especially at home? I can't remember. Yeah, field goal kickers in the NFL do not miss against the Vikings. Ever. I saw a thing where, where opposing opposing kickers, uh, the Vikings had the highest percentage of kicks made against them than any other team in the NFL. And it's not just me. No, no, Kickers never missed against the Vikings. Butthole, Butker, every time he lined up for one, I knew he was going to hit him because we don't, they don't miss against us. <laughs> Nobody misses against us. Nope. I thought about that today, so I'll piggyback that off what you just said about the interceptions. But I don't know how many picks we have as a team, but you know we're still we're still plus four. And like I told David earlier on the on the in the group that as long as you're in the plus, you're you're doing good in this day and age. You're in the plus side of the turnovers. I think we're, we're okay. They're plus one, we're plus four. But being that we're so statistically equal in this game, it might come down to who is going to make the biggest miscues? Who's going to make the biggest, who's going to have the untimely penalty? Who's going to have the, who's going to cough up the football? Uh, I know one thing though, you best get that interior of the defense ready to go for Zeke Elliott. Because that dude, between the tackles, he runs about three inches off the ground, for one thing, and Holy he gets big. nine yards after, the, after he's hit. He is. <laughs> oh. Hey, what what school did Ezekiel Elliott go to? And on that, and another thing I want to point out is, <laughs> is he's a dynamic running back. And I'll give you that, Captain. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> much about Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got our own di- dynamic running back. Monday night, and Elliott wasn't really doing anything. They go into halftime and they show the stats. They put the stats up there, and he had 80 yards. And I'm going. 80 yards? Yeah. It was a quiet 80 yards. Yes, it was. That's what he does to you. Yeah. And Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is, he's pretty fortunate to be in this situation. Dallas is in a lot of second and threes all night. Yeah. We, they, we can't do that against him because then he's going to launch him to Cooper and then we're going to be in some world nightmare. We're going to be down by 20 at halftime. Yep. Well, going to have Cooper's to defense and the corners are going to have to play. I mean, Elliott is a threat. But those corners are going to have to be on spot this week. So we'll see. 
Um, you know, honestly, I, I'm, I was kidding about, you know, Willie Teal and the interception, but I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, hopefully Dave, you'll have a graphic when we're actually, when this actually airs, but I think it was, wasn't it Trey Waynes that had the last interception against, uh, was it the, was it the. Down the sidelines. that yeah. yeah. Was that, was that the Giants game? Yes. Okay. I was, Cause I was thinking Anthony Harris had the last. He oh. might've. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's been, it's, it's been, been a while. Game. It's been yeah, it's been a while. Guess so, how many interceptions Rhodes has in the last 36 games? One. Zero. Or zero. One. One. Still. One. That's horrible. 36 That's games. Me and I haven't played in any of them. That's what? Two and a half seasons? <laughs> and, and we all have as many career interceptions as Chris Cook. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Oh, Chris Cook. Oh, well, let's we talk about Xavier Rhodes. As of right now, our two cornerbacks, starting cornerbacks, Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, happen to be two of the absolutely worst graded cornerbacks by PFF in the league. And their play, as we see on Sunday after Sunday, tends to reflect that. Now, whether it is for Xavier, a sore hip that's supposedly healed or adjusting to slowing down and not letting things get behind him or whatever it is, it's causing a change in the defense because we used to have where Xavier could lock down one side of the field and then safety help could go help Waynes. And that usually left one of the two safeties, be it Smith or Sendejo back in the day to come up in the box and mess around there. Now we're having to put both safeties back to cover the two corners. And that is not playing out well or as optimized as Zimmer's defenses in the past have run. Could we see, because of that, a change in the near future for one or both of those spots? Because right now, Mike Hughes is playing better than both of them. Alexander um, McKenzie. McKenzie Alexander is playing better than both, and he could pop out to one of the outside positions. And Hill came back last week, and the only time he got was on special teams, but he impressed there. Can we see that those two starting corners that look to be a liability this season get changed out? Go ahead, Ted Glover. It's all you. No. Mike Zimmer's well to a fault. My goodness, he re-signed Anderson Dejo, who is fratricide in a football <laughs> uniform, man. He re-signed Sendejo. Uh-huh, and the guy, I mean, you know, the one thing the Vikings need on this team is more defense back. I mean, um, look, I get, I get he's, he's a good depth signing, and okay, all right, he's, he's better than Marcus Epps, who they're going to release and try to squad. But no, and I think getting Mackenzie Alexander out, out from the slot to uh, – to, to one of the edge corners is, is dumb because Mac is a great slot corner. And yeah, they don't, he learned. It, he, take, he took a while. To find, it, it's hard to find a good slot cornerback in the NFL. I mean, it, it's the harder would, the positions to play. Would, would it be would it be unexpected? No, because they had a really good right tackle with Mike Remmers. And, hey, let's kick him inside the right guard and break two positions worse. So I fully expect it to happen. I fully expect the slot and either LCB or right CB to be absolute tire fire, 
when, when Mac Alexander has to go back there and Xavier Rhodes is pouting on the sidelines and he's got, you know, and he's, and he gets put on IR for his hip replacement surgery or whatever, whatever it is you need. Just, oh, just, no, you're, he's not going to swap anybody out. No, he's not. Now you know I handed it to Ted Glover. Man. Nobody, <laughs> can, nobody can do it like Teddy Glover. Uh, I already, another reason is I really don't think about next year. Guys, I don't. I have I have four months to think about that in the off season. No, so I'm, I'm not pretty... talking about next year. Next year, wonderful. Oh, I thought you said. No, I thought you said. No, I'm talking practical. this year. Oh, as in possible. Okay. I'm anticipating that we see at least a lot more Hughes, and we have been over the last few games, but even more Sunday night. And I w- it wouldn't surprise me if Sunday night, yeah, Rhodes and Waynes both start. But I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the fourth quarter that they're standing on the sideline being hey, rested you know what? or whatever. Dave, at the, uh, here's another madness. At the end of the fourth quarter, everybody's standing on the sideline. <laughs> first, quarter. Over him, go, first quarter. First quarter. But and yeah. you get into the fourth quarter, you got to get boom. And you got to get out. And then the final score as long as you win. Hit a bang. One foot we get inbound. The w. And he's got, he's got two foot inbounds. What's two foot? I want I want a Davism every week now. That that has got to be a segment. I want a Davism every week. All right. You know, if we score more points, we're in good shape, guys. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, going back to numbers, I was looking today at the advanced stats numbers. DVOA. Football outsiders that don't know have Dallas as the fourth ranked team. They have them number one in offense, which concurs with the NFL. And they have him 17 on defense and 25 on special teams. The special teams 17 on defense? That's what they have, Matt. What's the Vikings? DVOAs. DVOAs for the Vikings. The Vikings are six overall. Um, they dropped. They were fifth last week. They are seventh on offense, seventh on defense, and 15th on special teams. I don't so, have any special teams numbers, but I got the Cowboys at number six rather than number 17, and that's a huge difference. That's a, that's for, a big difference. But Football Outsiders does their numbers a little bit differently, just like PFF does their numbers differently and the whole works. It's it's all their secret sauce algorithms, but which is interesting. Also looking at injuries, obviously we have Adam Thielen. That's going to be the big one. If Zimmer, I think it was today I was watching – Somebody asked him about it, and he says, you know, he didn't make it worse. It's all up to the doctors. He'll be fine, blah, 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 grump, grump, right? Well, if everything's smart, we rest Adam Thielen until after the bye. Make sure, never that, make sure that Hammy's 100%. Because all it takes is one false step somewhere, and toying, and then he's done. Should have never season. played. Didn't even never went out in the game. Shouldn't um, even have been out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Thielen plays this week. I'd, I'd be very shocked if he did. Then over on the Cowboys, they're listing. They have four pl- players listed as questionable. The biggest one is Cooper. And why? Really? What's what's his injury? What they say his injury was? It's knee. Is what it's listed oh. as. Um, you also have Vander Esch with a neck injury, Heath with a knee injury, and Fleming a tackle with calf injury. You know, those knees are fishing. important. You can't squat without your knees. That's right. One knee equals two hurt. feet. Bang! 
Listen, man, I'm going to clue all you people in on what's going to happen this week. <laughs> Listen, you don't need DBOA, DST, you don't need AZT or the FBI. You don't need any of those numbers. You know what this is? This is Cook against Zeke Elliott. Whoever has more scrimmage yards between Cook, Zeke Elliott wins the game. Spot it down, write it in stone, do what you want to do, because both these teams go through each of those guys. I The one thing I came away with, when the Zeke Elliott wasn't in there and Pollard was in there, Dallas is a much different team. So the idea, and I'll give Zimmer this. I know I rip him on a lot of occasions, but he's come up against big running backs, and he's shut them down in the past. He's figured out how to take out running backs. He has. And a lot of, you know, him, them and Julio Jones. He knows how to stop that guy. But <laughs> Zimmer seems to, he had a plan for Gurley. He has a plan for some of these bigger names when he's played against them. He does. And if he can come up with a plan for Elliott, because Elliott, it's all, it's probably more about Elliott for the Cowboys than it is about Cook for the Vikings. But well, it's going to be those two guys. Whoever has more scrimmage yards, I think Zeke outrushes Cook, but I think Cook outreceives him. So I think it's going to be somewhere, it's going to be a, a tight balance, probably 150 each way. But uh, that's wow. my, that's my prediction. That, that would be interesting. Is that your hot, is that your spicy hot take? Spicy, spicy hot take. <laughs> And somebody's that is calling my, in. That's Zimmer. He's gonna, remember, you're having beers with him tonight. Dark I, beer. I, I, that'd be nice. Wait, let me shut this off. I wonder if Sadeo ran over to his dog. So that's my take. It comes down to those two guys, baby. And we need to get Cooker running again. After 10 weeks, I know this. The Vikings are about Dalvin Cook and the offensive line. When those two things have won, we haven't, when those two things do well, we don't lose. And I would those are the two areas of this team. And well, I would say have, specifically the interior offensive line. Yeah, because the they, tackles, the tackles, tackles have been are, pretty good this year. Reef and Reef's O'Neal. been adequate. Adequate. <laughs> okay. O'Neal's one I, I mean, of the best right tackles in the league. It's when it's when Elfline, Bradbert, and not really Klein has had like one or two moments, but he's been pretty decent overall. It's it's been more Bradbury and and, oh, and Elfline. Oh. And if those guys can can handle their business, yeah, I agree with you, Drew. The Vikings. The Vikings should be okay, but that's, you know, if we see a lot of interior pressure early oh. and, and Elfline getting getting blown up Kirk Cousins' lap again like he did against Kansas City, then it's going to be a long night. And Dallas has a pretty good interior defensive line. Dak but, Prescott has only been sacked 10 times the whole season. Yeah. So, so we're going to, I don't know how we're going to do it on the back end. I mean, you've you got to stop Zeke. You got, that's why they're fourth in passing because Zeke Elliott. That's why yeah. they're, it's easy to pass when you're in second and two. You can afford to throw. Right. He's got a good situation there. But uh, the interior of the defense, I'm glad you corrected me on that because that's more – or the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line, you're exactly right. Uh, that's where when they play well and we got Cooker going and the play calling's going, then the Vikings – I mean, the play calling, we haven't even talked about that. It has to be much better in this game yeah. than it was. I don't even know how – I don't even know if they formulated a game plan against Kansas City. It's they like three three incompletions to start the game. I mean, you're a running team. What are you doing? It's like Kevin Stefanski, and I, and he's called some brilliant games this year. I, he really yeah. has. I, right. I like right. I like Stefanski, but it it seems at times that when that play action rollout, he doesn't know what to do. Like when that gets stopped, the Vikings the Vikings offense is just sort of kind of what do we what do we do now? And and they don't the get on track. Like Chicago, they didn't get on track at all. What's up? It's the initial 15-play script. If it if the script is wrong, right, and it starts out bad like it did last week, there isn't a, 
well, let's shit can the next eight plays and go from, you know, what we're calling. They go through that next eight plays and we go through two or three drives where it's, and by that time we're down two touchdowns. And it's that. I mean, that's dumb. Oh, I agree. It's 100% dumb. You, you, should, you, you, should have, you should have like five plays. And if those don't work, you should be able to pivot and then do something completely different. And I exactly, I, I, I find it hard to believe that they don't do that. But, I mean, maybe they do. I, I, whatever. I, I don't know. Now, there is, is something I'm just, I've I'm just noticed. I'm just a moron on a keyboard. That's all I am. I don't And this is more for the viewers. <laughs> watch, watch Kirk Cousins' first deep pass of the game. If he connects on that, he has a good game. And we're talking, oh, good Kirk. Wow. You know, best of the league. But if he misses, he tends to instantly go into his shell, do the checkdowns, and the game isn't so good, whether Dalvin plays better or not. So watch out for that first deep ball. If it's a success on Sunday night, you could probably bank on it that we're going to win. That game. I'm writing it down right now. Dave, That's my hot take. Is that Dave a spicy hot take? That's my Dave, hot take. Even deep balls. <laughs> I wrote it down. That's a good point. That's, I'm Cousins' keep an eye first that. deep ball. If he makes it, he has a great night. If he misses, we're in, we're in uh, four quarters of frustration. Can we get Diggs a little bit more involved this week? Honestly, it dude. It would be I mean, nice. You go from 143 average for three weeks to one catch for four yards. That, that's running a borderline with, felony, man. Yes. Especially without feeling, you got to go to your other go-to star. What is it? Big players make big plays on big whatever it is. Yep. Speaking of big players, <laughs> Drew, you have your Drew's Trivia Challenge, the Vikings versus Dallas edition. I love the music and the graphic. This is when it comes on. And it's ready. You know the yeah, rules. You know the mulligans. You know all this shit. We've been through it enough times. Let's go. Possible 46 today. Your your record's 29. You've actually tied it once. All uh, right. So we're going to start out in 1975 because we got to get this game out of the way. We have It has to be included in the trivia, so we're going to have to do it. The 75 title game, blah, blah, blah. Who is the worthless loser ass clown wide receiver who pushed off? Uh, that would be Drew, Drew Pearson. Pearson, and he can burn in hell. And today I saw a picture that had never been published, showing what was it? Nate Wright was the corner quarterback. Just yep. answer the next question. Um, shoved hey. on the ground by Wilson Offensive or by pass interference. Pearson. It was no, offensive Dave, pass interference. Dave Stefano just answered a question before I answered that. So that's too <laughs> points. Right ding, there. ding, ding. All right. <laughs> that's, going, that's going above and beyond the uh, trivia here. Yeah, Drew Pearson. Also, ass lick or butthole cheater would have been an accepted answer. <laughs> so you guys are 2-0 and o to start out. All, all 14 Viking points in that day were scored by two running backs. Who were the running backs? Uh, Chuck Foreman and Brett McClanahan. Man! Damn. <laughs> Talking about lighting a candle. Okay, I'm going to give you an eight-point bonus. Eight-point bonus, Ted Glover. If you can get within five degrees of the kickoff temperature that day in December when that game took place. 14 degrees. Oh, it's 25 degrees. 
I'm gonna say 22. It's either I had 14 or 22 in my head. That's eight. That would have been an eight point. You got four on that. Okay, four score. Now we're going to where are we going to next? The Vikings did not beat Dallas the first nine years they had a team from 61 to 70. They played them four times. They lost every time, and it sucked. But in 1970, they put up the most points they've ever put up as a franchise when they beat the Cowboys down senseless, senseless, 54 to 13. Ooh, wow. 54 to 13 in the regular Ooh. season. Okay. That would be nice Sunday <clears throat> night. One player did something that a game that has never been done by a Viking since. He blocked a punt for a touchdown, and he ran back a pick six. Same guy. Who was it? 1970? 1970. Block punt for 27 yards, and he ran back like a 30-yard pick six somewhere around there. I'm going to say Bobby Bryant. Incorrect. Uh, Carl Kosalki? Incorrect. Yeah, okay. Who was it? Ed Schrockman. Ed Schrockman, okay. Ed Schrockman, the underrated Ed Schrockman. He was a great player for the Vikings back in the day. The Vikings had four other TDs on that day that weren't scored by Ed Schrockman, being we rolled up 54. Three players were responsible for the four touchdowns, meaning one of the players got two. So who were the three players that were responsible for the other touchdowns? Now, wait, I'm going to give you the jersey numbers and the positions because I know that's a hard, that's a tough thing. Okay. I'll do that. That'll be a little bit, because otherwise it's pretty difficult. Okay. Up was number 87, tight end. Oh, oh, I can see this guy. <laughs> Dave, I... Come on, Dave. Come All on. but it's not. No. His name was John Beasley. He got a time that day. The next player is number 41. He's a running back. Dave Osborne. <laughs> and two were scored by this running back who wore the number 26. Uh, Clint Jones. Woo! You got three out of a possible four. Giving you seven for the day so far. All right, we are moving forward, people. Moving forward. What do you think of that, Jeffrey? <clears throat> okay, we all remember that classic 87, 1987 overtime thriller on Thanksgiving. Yes. We all remember that bitchin'-ass game. I do. I, I cooked a turkey and a bunch of food, and I didn't eat. <laughs> what was the final score? 44-38. Yeah. How many legs is on the Madden turkey? Nine. Six. Number six. Fuck. The winning touchdown was scored by Merritt Nelson. Too tall Jones back in the contest. Lewis in motion. Hand off to Nelson. And Darren Nelson. Touchdown, and that's it. Oh, 27-yard, 20-something-yard run in overtime. I don't know what it was, or I'd give you oh. a bonus. Okay. okay, Cowboys leaving Russia that day. Herschel Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first that was still there. I thought it might throw you off. Yeah, uh, Herschel had 21 rushes for 76 yards. Dorsett had 19. Yep. Okay, Darren Nelson had two rushing touchdowns that day, but two other Vikings had rushing touchdowns. Who were they? 87. Alfred Anderson? Ah, no, that's your mulligan. Rick Fenny? Yes! <laughs> that is good. Ah, did you um, get like 10 points for pulling out a Rick Fenny one, dude? Ah, um, 
try to think that game. See, it wasn't Alfred Anderson. It wasn't uh, Rick Pennie. So it's, you said Darren Nelson. Right, one other guy. I'm thinking, did Anthony Carter score on like a reverse or something? Because he had a huge game that day. No, he didn't score a touchdown that day. Okay. All right. No, yeah, wait, wait. no, no. He had two touchdowns, but they weren't rushing. They were seeing, but he, yeah, he had like a, like a hundred and sixty or something. Like he had a huge game that day, but right. it wasn't it wasn't a running touchdown. Okay, I don't know. I don't know who the other guy was. Tommy Kramer had a one yard run. No way. <laughs> okay, I was thinking here's, running back. Didn't even think for Here's the next question, which ironically you just answered. Viking receiver who had eight catches for 184 yards. Yeah, that was Anthony Yeah. Three yard average that day. Ah, unheard of. Wow, you're smoking this game. The Vikings also had three interceptions that day. I'm going to give you again. I'm going to give you the number of the player, and you have to okay. tell me who did it. All right. The first number 24. Robert Griffith? No. 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 That's I. Re, I rescind that answer. I rescind. Griffith got 24 after he was done. With yeah. Him. Yeah. Um. Sim that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the take back. Yeah, yeah. I, I take that. I take that back. I, Dave, do you know who it was? No, I don't know. Wyman sure Henderson. Game. Wyman Henderson. Get out of here with yes. that noise. Wyman next, Henderson. Next player was number 30. Great player. 30? Yeah. DB. Really solid player for the Vikings. We actually lost him to the Cowboys, I think, in the Walker deal. Don't know. Dave? Isaac Holt. I thought Ike Holt, no, that was Carl Lee was number 39. Right. Carl Lee yeah, was number Carl Lee was 39. Yeah, last, I, yeah. The last one was number 55. Studwell. Scott Studwell. There we go. You got one there. So out of a, so out of a possible nine, you got one, two, three, four. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Pretty good. Six out of nine ain't bad. 69, dude. Okay. Nice. Since 1998, we've beaten the Cowboys seven times out of ten. That means we're seven and three. You like what I did there? Mm-hmm. You get one point for each quarterback that beat them during this 20-year span. There was a total of four different quarterbacks. From 98? Uh, Are we talking regular, regular season and postseason? Yes. Three of the quarterbacks beat the Cowboys twice, and one beat them one time for a total of seven wins out of ten in 20 years. So 98 through 2019. So 98 would have been – wait, we didn't play him in 98. We played him in 99 in the playoffs, so that would have been Jeff George. We did play him in 98. Then it would have had to been Randall Cunningham. Come on, man. Thanksgiving, 98. Come on, bro. Duh. Oh, how stupid of me. Yeah, okay, Randall Cunningham, and then Jeff George the next year in the playoffs. Georgie beat him twice, bro. He beat him in uh, two. <laughs> Woo! Um, That's two for two. Well, Favre did in the playoffs in 09. Favre beat him twice. 09-010. Okay. But the game was played in the, – the calendar game was played for that that uh, playoff game in 10. So we're both yeah, in okay. 10. Yeah. Um, one guy, baby. Can, can you can you give me the year? It's got to be Culpepper. Boom! Oh, yeah. That's right. 2000, Thanksgiving. Good job, Dave. I'll go Sam Kinnison and say, 
know you wanted to be part of the game, Mr. Helper. <laughs> well, Mr. Helper, is she right? Okay. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me which of those four quarterbacks texted his willy to his secretary. Uh, that would be Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> Allegedly. What he is with five, the Jets. That's five total points for that page. Okay, now we get into the ever-popular Cowboys. Oh. I'm not going to name, give you a bunch of lists of shit. I'm going to name something, and you're going to tell me who it, what, it's affiliated with the Cowboys. you got to tell me who or what it is. Okay. We did this with another team, but that was many moons ago. Okay, number one. Just a pinch between my cheek and gum. Who said it? Walt Garrison. <laughs> that is excellent knowledge, dude. It was Mr. Walt Garrison. Okay. Ten below outside. It's muddier than shit. And this guy's still wearing a stupid-ass suit. Tom Landry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 33. What? Again? Three. I, you were breaking up. Can you say that one more time? 33. Number 33? Uh, Tony Dorsett. Big mouth linebacker who couldn't stay off the whiffy piffy in Thomas the seven. Hollywood Henderson. <laughs> Vikings linebacker who put Emmett Smith to nine night. Abe McDaniel, baby, 2000. My favorite tackle of all time. <laughs> boom, Emmett. boom, boom. I'll go the lights, baby. What Emmett was? Dude, he cracked his world, man. Oh, now, I remember I remember I stood up and cheered for like five minutes on that hit. Totally, I did too. Yeah. But he's writing these questions out. I go, wonder if I should write this one. I go, you know what? They gotta know this one. <laughs> okay. Cowboy who poured the coals to Jessica Simpson. Tony Robo. <laughs> ding ding ding. That's correct. Clean sweep so far. Dallas has had seven Super Bowl MVPs, as much as I hate to admit it. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. Not, one was a defensive guy, and the rest were offensive guys. Yeah. So go ahead and give them to me. You get one oh. point for each one. Staubach. Correct. Yeah, Roger Staubach. The guy and the, the defensive guy was in Super Bowl five, and they lost that game to the Colts. But I... He was a he was a linebacker. I, oh man, I used to know this. I I can't. Hovley, Hovley, H O V L E Y, right? Or Howley? Howley. Howley. Okay. Number five. Good knowledge. That's um, two. Super Bowl. So let's see. That was Super Bowl five. Then it was like Super Bowl twelve. They beat Denver. Um. Probably Staubach for that one. No, actually, no, that no, was, no. That would have been Tony Dorsett. No, Staubach would have been Super Bowl six. No, the Denver one was two defensive players shared the MVP. Yeah, really? Well, it's got to be what? Hollywood Henderson and Ed Tall Jones then. Incorrect. Both ways. Uh, Troy Aikman's won a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Ed Smith has won a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. She's down to three people. Come on, Dave. Throw a guess out there. You already used your mulligan, so you can't be wrong again. Oh, um, oh, the year they beat Pittsburgh. Uh, right. He was a defensive back. He ended up playing for the Vikings for a cup of coffee. The Raiders. 
Um, Brown was his last name. Was his last name Brown? So it did. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. That's it. I want to say Willie Brown, but he played for the Raiders. Dude, that is good knowledge right there. Um, you got five, but I should give you all seven for getting that one. That was the hardest one. Um, that's all I can think of. I'm probably missing an obvious one. Big ass defensive end number seventy nine. Great player. Uh, Martin. Ed Martin. Harvey Martin. Harvey Martin. And the other one was Randy White. I was thinking. Uh, okay. So was it Harvey Martin and Randy White then in Super Bowl twelve? Yes, I believe so. Those are the okay. two. All right. Now I'm going to give you nicknames. His name was Ed Jones. That's all. How about Manster? Said a monster. Manster? I have no idea. Dave? Herschel. No, that was Randy White again. <laughs> For the final question, you have to name the country singer who was in North Dallas 40. Um, Mac? That's right, Mac. Um, Mac? Come on, dude. You got it. Had the, had the curls. Mac? Uh, yeah, that's 70s perm. Mac Garrett. No, no, not Mac Garrett. It was Mac. Um, God, Nick Nolte was in the. I can't remember who it was. It's Mac. Mac Davis. Mac Davis. That's it. Uh, I'm going to. You knew Mac and curly hair, so you knew who the hell it was. Oh, uh, well. Let's see. Let's do an addition here. Four, five, six, seven. Plus. Seven. Plus. Six is 13. Plus five is 18. Plus six is 24. Shit. No. Plus seven. You said seven plus seven plus six Wait. is thirteen. Six that's five, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. Shit, three shy. Oh, okay. but it was a lot of fun. And you know what, dude? I I'm impressed with the knowledge of not only the Vikings, but every week we do this, we throw in the other teams stuff. And you guys seem to get the other team stuff. It's really that is really a cool thing because you you have to be a football fan to know that. I was stuffed, you know. I I, I just I loved football as a kid. It was it was a big escape for me. It really was. I didn't even ask you the question. We played thirty times, and who's won the most games? Uh, I think Dallas. I think Dallas has like one or two wins more than the Vikings do. I don't know what the record is, but it's it's close. We've beaten them 14 times. We haven't played these guys in three years, so they're due. We're due to match up against them. We're due to win. And we won the last two. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we play our game. That's what it's all about every week. We played our game in Arrowhead. We came out of there with a win, too. Yeah. Yeah. You can't self-destruct, Dave Stefano. You can't do it. Nope. Uh, it all depends on that first deep pass. He hits it. We win. We win, baby. It's going to be a great night. I'll tell you right now, don't tease me like that, because if we hit a deep pass and lose the game, I'm going to come over and beat that flannel shirt right off your body. Yeah. All right, come yeah. on, brother. You do that. Square point shelf. Excellent job on the trivia, guys. I'm impressed. Thank All you. right, with that, we go into Sunday night against Dallas, prime time, on turf, under the roof, climate controlled. 
Any last words, Ted? Super Bowl, homeboy. We'll see you in Miami. Drew? I'm going to say meow, meow, bite your cow, and I'll see you cats on the flip-flop. <laughs> Stole my gigs! Have a great Sunday night. May the Vikings win definitively, and may you enjoy your best friends, good food, and good beverage. See us Sunday night after the game. It will be in the raw. Dave will not be saying definitively without slurring. Definitively. 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 Definitively.